0: Welcome to Your Community with Dick Boost. Your Community is presented by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning.
1: My guest is Eliana Stockwell-Ferber, who is the Young Adult Program Manager for NAMI. Welcome to your community.
2: That's right. Thanks, Dick.
1: What in the world is NAMI?
2: Oh my gosh, that's a big question. So I'm still working on trying to figure out how to succinctly explain what NAMI is NAMI of Thurston Mason. NAMI is a national organization. So there are affiliates in every state all over the country, and we are the local affiliate of Thurston Mason County. And what we do is we offer education, support, and services to people who are struggling with their mental health in our community, as well as their family members. And that includes dual diagnosis.
1: So how many people do you help? Oh, that's a good question. um, Ballpark.
2: We help certainly hundreds of people per month, depending on the month. And that's the number that I know the best is the youth and young adult
1: number. Because that's where you come in.
2: Right. So in middle schools and high schools, we will go into middle schools and high schools and do a presentation called Ending the Silence that is about mental health. It's sort of about awareness and getting folks more literate about mental health, learning the warning signs. And we'll see an entire class of students. So if there's like 30 students in each class or 20 students in each class, we'll see six periods in one day. So that's, you know, over 100 folks right there when we see young people. So I know that those numbers are higher, especially during the school months.
1: Statistically, I understand that as many as one in four young people have a mental issue.
2: Yes. The numbers from the CDC are, are pretty shocking. And yes, the pandemic did make it a lot worse. I know that when people start talking about youth and mental health, we think the Pandemic because that affected all of us, but youth especially. The research shows that youth mental health actually started getting worse around 2011 or even a little bit earlier. And the pandemic just sort of put fuel on the fire. So, yes. People who are young, sometimes as young as 10 and 11, are now experiencing a lot of anxiety and depression. Teenage girls are experiencing a lot worse mental health than other genders. And actually 20% of teenage girls in a given year will actually make a suicide
1: plan. It's, really? Yeah. It's one in five makes a suicide plan. 20 percent. Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah.
2: It's, it's the new pandemic. Yeah. It's actually at pandemic level and what's going on with youth and young adults.
1: Now, I know listeners, not all of our listeners are young people right now, but mm-hmm. we all know young people. And we all were young people. <laughs> and we all were young people. Mm-hmm. But older people, a lot of these things we're talking about applies to them, too. Right. Pretty Absolutely. Much. So it isn't, you know, all the way up to whenever.
2: No, absolutely. If you have a brain, you have mental health, right? We all have mental health and some of us have mental health conditions. So we have conditions that affect our brains the same way that you know, diabetes would affect the pancreas or heart disease affects the heart. So all of us have mental health and many of us have mental illness or mental health conditions.
1: How do you know you have a mental issue? I mean, is it your imagination? Are you making it up or are you just, you know, strange? Uh, You know, I mean, how do you know you fit into that category? That's a big question. So the way that we
2: measure it, especially with young people, because with young people, we have adults, you know, with them, whether it's their caregivers or parents or teachers is duration two weeks is sort of what we eyeball and intensity. So if a young person is struggling for a over two weeks, and they're having really intense, persistent, difficult feelings that make it so that they can't do their regular stuff, that's when we start looking at it maybe being a mental health condition instead of just normal teenage stuff, or in the case of an adult, normal life stuff, right? Because we all go through normal life stuff that makes us feel like we might have a mental health condition.
1: Can you talk yourself out of it?
2: Definitely not. So mental health conditions are medical, biological illnesses, just like any other medical biological illness so like i said they affect the brain the way that any other illness affects any other part of the body so they are absolutely biological and medical you cannot talk yourself out of a mental health condition
0: this your community podcast is presented by americool heating and air conditioning we'll be right back
1: summer is here are you ready stay cool this summer with americool your local independent american standard heating and air conditioning dealer They've been serving Southwest Washington for the past 17 years and are there to take care of your heating and cooling needs. Beat the heat. Call 360-273-3300 or visit AmeriCoolOnline.com.
0: Here comes
2: AmeriCool. We're there when you need us for your heating and
0: air. And now we return to the Your Community Podcast.
1: My guest on Your Community is Eliana Stockwell-Ferber, who is the Young Adult Program Manager for NAMI. Now, when we talked on the phone, you said that you wanted to talk about your own personal struggle with mental issues. Now, you've been through this.
2: I am going t- through it all the time. Yeah, t-
1: tell me your story.
2: So I, my story of how I came into NAMI and how I came into my job really is intricately linked with my story of my own mental health. So ever since I can remember, I've been a you know, even when I was a little young person, I was worried. I had a lot of worry for me when I was little. It used to do with going to sleepovers, going to summer mm-hmm. camp, things like that. But growing up, I had a lot of anxiety, and I was actually diagnosed with depression when I was 11. And I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was 11. And that ADHD diagnosis was really important because it had a lot of stigma attached to it. And that's something we talk a lot about at NAMI is stigma. It's kind of one of my obsessions or passions is ending the stigma that surrounds mental health conditions. Now, depression has a certain amount of stigma around it as well. But when I was 11, I didn't care about depression. What I cared about was ADHD. Because I ADHD
1: is uh, adult, what is it? Attention attention deficit deficit.
2: disorder is actually now it's called ADD, um, attention deficit disorder. When I was 11, it was called ADHD, because I was a girl. And only boys had, you know.
1: And they gave him pills to settle them down, right?
2: Right. Yes. And I was given pills to, to settle me down. I wasn't hyperactive. I was actually just had trouble socially. I had trouble academically. And that process of being looked at and being evaluated made me feel like there was something wrong with me. Now, I will say the earlier intervention, the better when it comes to helping youth out. So even though I was not stoked about it then, I'm really happy now that my parents noticed that things were up with me, that I was struggling socially and academically. They had me evaluated and they got me treatment early because research shows early intervention equals a better outcome.
1: Is there a magic bullet that cures this or how do you? handle it.
2: We wish. No magic pill, no magic bullet. I went through you know, high school trying to prove the world wrong about my ADHD. So I focused way too much on grades and achievement. And I developed generalized anxiety disorder, which I probably always had. And in my early 20s, I had a crisis. And that's what got me into NAMI. So when somebody's having a mental health crisis, yeah, there's no magic bullet, but there is absolutely treatment. I do want to take this opportunity just to say, if anybody is having a mental health crisis, call 988. It is our crisis line. It is live in Washington since last July, so it's been around for about a year. And that is like 911, but for mental health conditions.
1: Can you tell us about your crisis?
2: Yes. In my early 20s, I put a lot of pressure on myself, which I see in young adults, now also to sort of win at life, to succeed, to go to the right college, to, you know, to succeed and to not have any failure in my life at all. I was pretty obsessed with having no failure, which is a setup for disappointment because to be human is to err, right? We all have failure. So, I was really struggling with feeling like I wasn't succeeding the way I wanted to succeed. And I was having a couple medical issues that were keeping me up at night, so I wasn't getting good sleep, which research also shows is super important for anybody for their mental health, but especially for young people. And And I started having panic attacks. And for me, a panic attack is unlike anything else. It feels mind, body, spirit. And I have, you know, sweating, physical symptoms, nausea, mental symptoms, like feeling extraordinarily scared all of the sudden and this overwhelming need to escape. It's really, really agonizing. And what happens for some people with panic attacks is that They are so unpleasant and scary that you become scared you're going to have another, which makes you stressed out and tense. And then you have another because you're so stressed out and tense. So I developed what's called panic disorder, which meant that I was having a lot of panic attacks and also still having full-blown depression and my anxiety disorder. So I was in a place where I was pretty much 100% sure that my life was over, that all the hard work I had put in was not going to amount to anything.
1: Can you describe one panic attack that maybe uh, stands out in your mind?
2: Oh gosh one panic attack.
1: What, what would happen if this happened while you were driving, for example? It can get yeah. scary out there on the freeway with cars and trucks totally. and everything. You're yeah. closed in. and
2: So if you can imagine, for me, what it felt like, if you can imagine suddenly having that sensation, sort of like when you miss a step, you think there's an extra step there and you miss it and your stomach goes, whoop. that is what a panic attack feels like for me at the beginning. So that sort of startle feeling when the pit of your stomach drops. And then I experience all these sort of prickling sensations in my arms and legs and that's when I know that my panic circuit in my brain is turned on and that's that's the beginning of a panic attack for me so when that happens I know that I need to if I'm driving pull over whatever I'm doing I need to start practicing my coping skills which for me now I know because I've worked for over 10 years on it are you know deep breathing. Telling somebody that I need to go take a break or, or exit, go home if I need to. But when I was younger, I didn't know what to do. And I panicked. You know, I thought, oh, my God, what's happening?
1: Wow. Yeah. But it could be different for Everybody. It's probably. absolutely different. I mean, there's for no one set of symptoms.
2: No, some people think they're having a medical emergency. That was never something for me. I never thought that I was having a heart attack or a medical emergency, but I did think I was going to somehow lose my mind. That fear of losing control of your mind is what drives panic attacks for me.
1: You know, what What comes through on our conversation here is that when you deal with mental illness, it's so hard to describe it. I mean, usually when you go through downtown Olympia, you see these people wandering around, talking to themselves, and you say, oh, they're, they're mentally ill, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But for most of us, it's hidden, right? Absolutely. You can't see it.
2: It is an invisible disability, for sure, except for those individuals like folks downtown, where it may not be so hidden. And in that case... I've developed a lot more, not just empathy, but a lot more actual understanding of a lot of other mental health conditions because so many of them are anxiety based. So even conditions I don't have, I can understand more what that must feel like.
1: While wow, we're running out of time, I wanted to ask you how much uh, drug use, uh, or should I <laughs> say, drug abuse, ha- contributes. And we don't know have if you time meant, to talk about that. I didn't that.
2: know if you meant, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> well, or that too. Yeah. Know, does yeah. it help? You know. I Absolutely. Mean, there are
1: so many more questions There's I want to so ask. There's so much you. to talk about. We yeah. ran out of time. How? If someone needs you, who needs your services nice. right now?
2: Thank you for asking. Nami is for everybody. I like to say that our Nami Thurston Mason affiliate serves everyone in our community, because everybody either is somebody who has a mental health condition or knows somebody who has a mental health condition. NAMI originally started as an organization for supporting family members and caregivers of people with severe mental health conditions. So NAMI has a strong foundation there. We do education and support groups for caregivers and family members. So it's a special place for them to get mutual support. And we do education and support groups for people who have mental health conditions themselves. Ourselves. So we're supporting the whole community, wrapping around the whole community by providing those ongoing support groups, ongoing education, and presentations where we go out in the community and destigmatize and educate about mental health conditions.
1: NAMI, uh, we're talking about N A M I National Just
2: Alliance on Mental Illness.
1: NAMI N A M I. That's right. Google it, you'll find it. Yep,
2: we're at www.nami.tm.org, and we are always looking for volunteers, because we are a volunteer-driven organization, and that's the power of peer support.
1: Eliana Stockwell-Ferber, youth or young adult program manager with NAMI, thanks for being on your community.
2: That's right. It's a pleasure and honor. Thanks, Dick.
0: You've been listening to Your Community with Dick Pust, presented by AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your Community is produced by Jennifer Mathis. If your business, nonprofit, or civic organization would like to be featured on your community, please contact us at 360-943-9937.